0: Welcome once again into the Soccer OG joining you today from midfield here at Audi Field. Part of the MLS All-Star Game, sweltering, humid Washington, D.C. It's been an incredible venue for this showpiece event. And we have a lot to talk about, not just about this game, but about this league, the arrival of the biggest star uh, maybe in the history of the sport coming to Major League Soccer. What will that mean? before we get to all of that. I don't know what this show's going to look like. It's going to be off the cuff. I hope to have some very, very cool guests. But a reminder to rate, review, download, subscribe, and tell a friend. Soccer OG, we appreciate our worldwide audience tuning in all the time. And when we're on the road somewhere interesting, I will stop what I'm doing to bring you everything. I can see the Washington Monument from Audi Field. Washington, D.C., I haven't been here in many years. It is a pretty special place. Been here for three days, though. I need to get home at some point. Soccer OG, let's go. Hello, everyone. Joining you from midfield here in Washington, D.C. at Audi Field, where tonight is the all-star game. Last night, the all-star skills competition. I like to record this. I was going to do it in my hotel room, but I said, wait a minute. I mean, even while you're listening to me talk, you could hear something in the background. And I know for me personally, the sounds of a stadium are very special. And if you're a sports fan and attend live sports a lot, that certainly applies to you. So if you get a little bit of that, I'm happy. Because if I heard that, I would get a little happy to know that you were in a place where I would like to be. And I feel very fortunate about that here uh, with regards to this All-Star game. And I have covered... Many of them. 15, 16? I've done, uh, I was, this year and last year, part of MLS, the in-stadium host. So, like, when the all-star, the skills competitions are going on, I kind of do play-by-play for everyone here and interview some people. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of hard work. It's actually the hardest work I've possibly done because it's a lot of rehearsal. You're on your feet all day. And uh, it's a younger man's game. So I'm sure maybe in a few years someone will take it from me. But I don't want to lose it because allows you to come to this event there's so much to go on I'm at the the JW Marriott is the main hotel I have seen everybody everybody and if you know me I will stop and talk to everybody that's advice I give to people who are getting in this industry don't be nervous if you see someone just introduce yourself don't be aggressive or talkative just say hello I just wanted to come and say hello and say a nice line I enjoy your work oh I hate your guts it really they would find it refreshing if you went up to someone because I one of the people I saw was Greg Burhalter and Greg has always been great to me and I look I, I went and said hey you did a nice job and she did but I know some people would probably either not say anything or something but if you uh, it was a see like they're playing the, some of the tracks in the background so hopefully it's not too loud uh, so I saw Greg Berhalter and I told him what uh, I've said to you guys on the show that I speak to a lot of coaches in MLS, and you come up, your name comes up, and they wax poetic about you. It's uh... they say really, really uh, pleasant things to obscenely pleasant things about what you have been able to do for their careers. Anyway, this is not about Greg Halter, but I saw him there, and I, that was very cool. And he is here to talk to some of the players. The news cycle said that he is. Uh, Talking to Lucho Acosta, the Argentine number 10, who might be getting a call up for the national team. He has gone through the, the paperwork and the documentation where he can play for the US. Obviously playing for Argentina is no longer uh, possible, although I will tell you this, it's not like Lucho Acosta is way off the board for playing Argentina. problem for him is he plays a very he, very uh, popular position. So. You have Messi and McAllister, and Dybala and Almada. So you're down there. But, I mean, I would say he's probably ninth or 10th on the pecking order for Argentine number 10s. He's that good right now. So, better opportunity to play for the U.S. Quick thought. I, I just want to see it. Um, look, I'm going to kind of, for the next few minutes, talk about everything that's happening here at the All-Star. The big story is Messi. We'll get to that. But just uh, in no particular order, going over some things here to kind of give you the idea of what's going on. So, Lucho Acosta, I want to see it. The truth is we don't have someone like him. And I think he would uh, project to be a backup number 10 if we use a number 10, maybe behind a Gio Reyna. Uh, I just want to see it. And I just want to reiterate this about the national team. they are very... There's like six or seven guys who have a position locked down. Some are close, but I think we, we lock them in too quickly. I would say Falar and Baligan, who I interviewed yesterday. Uh, had Never just... Never been to D.C. before. Very excited. Um, a real guy. He's about the um, same height as me. I may be a little bit taller than him. So as a center forward, he's not huge. But he can do some stuff. He's with Arsenal. I imagine he's probably going to be sold or loaned out to a different club because he's probably not going to play a lot with all the talent Arsenal has. But delightful guy. Now, for Lauren Balligan, comes called into September, comes called into October, plays three, four, five games, doesn't score a goal. Yeah, he's not, you don't just give him that position. Uh, Who's another one I think that we talk about a lot? Josh Sargent. Everyone puts Josh Sargent as like the number three or number two in the pecking order for the US men's number nine. Why? I'm not saying he's not. He hasn't had enough reps for the national team. You don't just put him in there. That's why I put Ricardo Pepe, who's making the most of his reps, and Jesus Ferreira, who's making the most of his reps ahead of Josh Sargent. I know Josh Sargent could be a good target player he was at the World Cup I haven't seen enough and I gotta tell you I know it's not just about goals for a number nine but it is about goals you don't have to score 20 goals but you have to score some goals so for Josh Sargent that applies as it applies to everyone I don't think Josh Sargent we have locked in there Uh, Tyler Adams is uh, is locked in but because of the season he had an injury then there's an opportunity for others to inherit that space especially how well we saw the midfield work without him with Musa, McKennie, and Gio Reyna and the same applies for Weston McKinney who's kind of bopping back and forth with different clubs do you give him a spot I'm not necessarily sure this team is getting very good Polisic gets a spot Tim Ream gets a spot Serginio Des gets a spot Matt Turner gets a spot Anthony Robinson gets a spot. Yeah, Eunice Musa gets a spot. Six. I'll let's say Tyler Adams for now gets a spot. That's it. Chris Richards maybe, maybe getting close. Gio Reyna, uh, Gio Reyna's got to stay healthy, man. He would get a spot in my book, but I mean, we're, look, uh, Tim Weah locked in. So that's eight. So we're looking at maybe two starting positions and then three or four inner circle positions. Well, it's, this team is gonna be too good and it's too competitive to just give someone the spot. And all those guys could fall out of that with the exception, I think, of Polišic, who's just done so much good on the national team level. And now with this exciting move to AC Milan, the, the word is that AC Milan, is he's selling half of the Milan jerseys. People are pumped about it. That's Americans buying his jersey, by the way. And Milan is like floored about the impact this this American player is having. And that's why NBC was putting these leads games in prime time over the, over the linear channel because people were watching. The American audience is into it. I mean, think about it. A huge American sports audience is like 15 million. The biggest, biggest sports event in England won't get seven, six, seven million. There's just not enough people there. not watching all sports. USA, we love our sports. So we are the biggest mouth to feed when it comes to sports. So Milan is figuring that out. I know I'm all over the place, but so much information to share. And then we'll see that. So in closing, I saw Berhalter. I saw Filar and Baligan. Austin Trustee's here. Matt Turner is not. Uh, Three Americans on this Arsenal team, which is very exciting. All the owners. I'm surprised how many owners I know. This is just as again, I tell you, introduce yourself. So obviously, something the LAFC owners. So I was talking to them, and in comes Jorge Mas and Jose Mas. I think is his brother, uh, owners of the Inter Miami, who have done this incredible thing with bringing in Lionel Messi. Delivered it. Delivered it. Truly, truly a groundbreaking moment for everyone in this country. Little background of the Masses. Their father, Jorge Mas Canosa was the uh, most famous Cuban exile. So my parents are Cuban exiles, and Jorge Mascanosa was this figure who uh, dedicated a lot of his time to trying to knock off Fidel Castro, which I think we're all in agreement with, but we all probably looked at it, was never going to happen. But that was was what he was trying to do. Um, Unsuccessfully, uh, no one's had success with doing that. And changing anything in Cuba, unfortunately. But that's what, what he did. Uh, they got very wealthy. And uh, I, I'm not here to question anyone how they got money. But I like to see it when they do good things for the community, for the people. And that's what this Lionel Messi thing is. This, to me, the Inter-Miami and the masses, and I, I had a very nice chat with him. He's a good guy. I like him. And I think he respects us seeing a Cuban being successful here. Uh, What he has done is made everyone's life a lot easier who covers soccer here in the United States. Sorry, there's a big... uh, One of those cats moving around there. And he's made it a lot easier for me. And I am so thrilled about this. Now, I will tell you this. Last place I want to be is Miami in July. I'm from there. Uh, I'm thrilled about Messi. I don't want to be there because it's just going to be so bonkers. We saw it where he went out, they saw him going grocery shopping at Publix, which was a marketing ploy, no doubt about it. Uh, He ran a red light and it was televised all throughout Argentina and South America. So all this talk about Messi getting away from it all isn't exactly accurate. If he really wanted to get away from it all, he could still come to MLS but not go to Miami. And I think Messi uh, is willing to sacrifice getting away from it all to go someplace where his family will be left alone. He's a good family man. Like we all want, we all want our wives and our children uh, or our husbands to, um, if we're responsible for them to be left alone. They'll get that in Miami, not completely, right? It not, won't be complete. So, oh, um, well, look at the MLS next pro game. I called it last year. Very exciting. So, uh, if his family was in L.A. or if his family was in Minnesota, or something, they probably would. Now, Messi wouldn't get left alone anywhere, but there'll be different levels. In Miami, he won't be left alone, but he'll be followed a little bit, which is a little scary. So there you have it. I am thrilled about Lionel Messi coming here. It's going to make the uphill battle that everyone who's competed for soccer a lot easier, and. Uh, the traffic across the board whether it's about Messi or for a game between Colorado and Houston or a game between uh, Portland and Salt Lake the traffic is increased across MLS there is going to be a residual or a a reciprocation from all of these clubs because Messi's here not just because he might play them down the road just because now MLS you, you sign up on Apple TV. You not only get the Messi games, you get all the games, and it's a good league. The games are still pretty good, and you can, uh, you know, it's it's easy. The Apple TV platform is so easy, and other sports are going to do it to have all your games. Click a button, watch a game, watch a replay, watch something in shoulder programming. Uh, you know, Apple's going to get other properties, and other streaming services are going to do it the way Apple's done. MLS is on the move because of Messi. MLS is on the move because of Apple and MLS is on the move because of the money that's been invested in Major League Soccer uh, again it's a slow growth but uh, it, it, it's growth and I'm excited to be here And as I travel around doing MLS season pass I, I'm reminded about all the great people who work on this league and it gives me all the wind in my sails and all the conviction that this is exactly where I want to be So all that is growing, but Messi uh, is a game changer. Now, I want uh, Messi's, we'll see how this first year, the first few months go, which is a shortened season. Sergio Busquets there, Jordi Alba's there, these reports of Luis Suarez. They have this young Argentine player who's like a five million valuation, whose name escapes me right now. Um, But they're going to sign five or six guys. And... That'll make them better. Will they be good enough to make the playoffs? I don't know. They'll start Leagues Cup on Friday. They take on Cruz Azul. They will take on... Uh, they will also have a semifinal in the U.S. Open Cup, so Messi could win a trophy there. But making the MLS Cup playoffs is going to be an uphill climb. And if they make it, navigating through it, I mean, I don't think it's going to be a first great part of the season. You know, Messi is going to take a while, just like it took for David Beckham, just like it took for Zlatan Ibrahimović. It's going to take a little while. And this is the biggest star in the world. And I just want to reiterate that. That this is such a big move because you're getting Messi at his height. And you're like, no, no, no he was better five, six years ago. But I will tell you this. He is coming to this league seven months after he won the World Cup. The one thing that was said that he couldn't do. The Messi uh, stock is at his height, even though he's on the back end of his career. You're better off almost getting messy now than you did maybe three, four years ago. Where his career was good, he was putting up numbers, but he wasn't happy. And there were The international shortcomings uh, were certainly there. Winning the World Cup changes everything. And while I was here, I was talking to some of the Argentina, Argentinian media. Uh, gentleman's last name escapes me. I think he's with Diario Ole. His name was Diego. We talked about that World Cup and I kind of touched on this with you guys before. What we had there was a a once-in-a-lifetime situation. You had Lionel Messi, and you had all his teammates who had grown up idolizing him and would figuratively die for him on the field. They wanted Messi to win it almost as much as they wanted Argentina to win it, if you can believe that. So these guys went above and beyond. They pushed themselves to new levels to be there for Messi and put him in a position to win. It really is one of the most remarkable things to happen in sports, not just because of Messi, but because of these teammates. I don't think Argentina was the best team there, but they had the heart and conviction and the never-say-die attitude. And it wasn't because some free kicks or a penalty kick that Messi scored that Argentina won that World Cup. It was the sacrifices that his teammates made. I am 100% sure about that, and I will not budge on that one bit. It is 100% accurate. Okay, now I want to say this about Messi. Sorry, they're moving a lot of stuff here, it's loud. I want to say this about Messi, that I want to see in MLS as we move forward. <clears throat> oh, the field looks great, by the way. It's so hot, 90% humidity though. I'm at midfield again, just lovely place. I want to say this about Messi. The quicker he gets into the bloodstream and it becomes a regular occurrence that he's here and you can see him every week. I know it's going to be this absolute bedlam. Uh, to see him, and everyone wants to buy a ticket to see him. And there's going to be a temptation to move these games to a bigger stadium. That cannot happen. We cannot move the league, heaven and earth, to A, make money, to accommodate Lionel Messi. And we're not going to accommodate Lionel Messi. We're accommodating the, the reaction that he is creating. We don't move games from BMO Stadium to SoFi. We don't move games from DRV Pink Stadium to Hard Rock Stadium. We don't move... Gangs from Audi Field to FedEx Field just because there's more people here. But uh, we just do what we do. This is our league. You play in our stadiums. You don't pay somebody so you can get 60,000 more people in there. You push your stadium. That's the way it is. got to be loyal to your stadium workers. you got to be loyal to your stadium staff. All of that across the board you got to do in order to be true to what you are. If you don't, then you're going to be a mess. And I just want that to happen. I want it to feel messy. We're not moving heaven and earth for you. We are. We're not moving heaven and earth the way we do the day-to-day. And when you come to these stadiums, you're playing one of our teams, that is the main part. Everything else, uh, fans can take it wherever they want, but everything else, when it comes to the competitive side of it, that is the meat and potatoes. So in closing, super thrilled that he's coming. I don't think he's going to be really successful year one. I'll be pleasantly surprised if he is, but I think they'll set the table for year two. Uh, it's incredible when you think about three years. And don't move heaven and earth to accommodate uh, the euphoria that we are going to see. I mean, those are the three big pillars. I don't think I'm asking a lot. <laughs> but we're here at Audi Field. I'll be back in a little bit and we'll see if I can you know, make the rounds as the game is going on. I'll leave the microphone on. We'll talk a little bit more. But uh, there's a lot to talk about the world football. Oh, one last thing I wanted to say. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, right after Messi signed, came out and said the Saudi league is better. It was very petty. And uh, Eric Krakauer, who has been a guest on this podcast, had a great tweet. when quoting, uh, tweet quoting the Cristiano Ronaldo quote and saying, Look at me! Look at me! Look at me! As if to say Cristiano Ronaldo's attention starved, which he kind of is um that is uh that's something you don't really need to say and it's like poo-pooing the situation that we have right now but i do want to tell you this the saudi league is better than mls he's right the saudi league in the last few months have added they just added riyad Mahrez and uh jordan henderson cristiano Ronaldo, roberto firmino Karim benzema angolo kante uh Kalilu koulibaly edward mendy both from chelsea uh, Marcelo Brozovic, Sergei Milenikovic Savic. Um, so, different levels. They're working on other deals, which include Neymar and David De Gea and Bernardo Silva. Um, on the field, I think it's a top 10 league. Off the field's a different story. Remember, Al Hilal reached the Club World Cup. The Saudi league is spending a lot of money and it's putting them in a position. And I think with this group of players, and by the way, I'd still rather have Messi than all those players. I'm dead serious. Messi. Makes a bigger impact than all of those guys put together. I'm dead serious. This, what's happening with Messi? You, you never see that with anyone. The only celebrity that can touch him is Taylor Swift. There is no athlete, LeBron James, nobody. I mean, they had. Uh, I mean, David Beckham came on. They said 3.5 billion views for the Messi unveiling. That's not 3.5 billion people didn't watch it. There were 3.5 billion impressions. So we got to be accurate with uh, our messaging, too, from across MLS. But David Beckham, I'm I not going to say anything bad about. He made this all happen. He said it was going to happen, and he did it. Uh, I'd still rather have Messi and all those guys, but the Saudi league is really compelling. I mean, these are different players at the back end of their career, some in the mid part of their career. Uh, big names, hardworking names, all different positions. So uh, even though Cristiano Ronaldo shouldn't have said anything, he's right. It is better. But I'm very happy to be here with MLS because the future looks amazing and we can't get. And it's not just about Messi. I did a game, Cincinnati versus Nashville, this past Saturday. It felt like uh, a high-impact playoff game. Packed house in Cincinnati, Ohio, of all places. It's very, very good. The Soccer OG, thanks for checking us out. Joining you live, at least at this very moment, from Audi Field in Washington, D.C. Did some tourism, great food went to Old Ebbs, which is a tourist attraction, but the food there is unbelievable. A happy camper, ready to get home. I'll be on the road for Leagues Cup in Portland on Saturday. We'll be back here on the Soccer OG. I'm not sure where the show is heading, but you're in the right place to get some really interesting information. I'm getting it from the source. You may not be hearing from them, but I spoke to Fularon Baligan. I spoke to Jorge Mas, I spoke to Merritt Paulson. I have spoken to almost every broadcaster across the board. I even spoke to Ted Uncle, the referee. i got things to share with you, folks. Soccer OG, we'll be right back. As promised, popping in and out of All-Star Week. The game has begun. I'm here in the coffin corner. Not the best way to watch an MLS All-Star game. I was on the field, but uh, I want to stay out of uh, the way of the people who paid top dollar. This place is packed lots of arsenal fans they have a lot to be excited about but like the like god's smiling on me of all the people i'm standing next to mls legend goalkeeper and all-around good dude joe cannon hello joe hello
1: max hello audience that is definitely code for we just got kicked out of the field level but it's great seeing max Bredos. been following him his whole career and just Happy to be in DC with a good guy too so.
0: I got reprimanded by the photo marshal for sitting down <laughs> in the wrong area
1: oh really I thought yes. they were protecting you over there it looked like That's you had an entourage they but they
0: said you can't sit there I don't
1: think securitys in line with really social perception of Max Pretos so and we've we've got <laughs> to don't change that to for ne- I am we got to change that for next year's all-star games so. should I drop
0: one of those lines Just uh,
1: yeah absolutely yeah, I think yeah. uh, I, I think with the new podcast rolling now sky's the limit max
0: <laughs> how many all-stars did you participate in
1: uh i think i was in three or four
0: Oh! oh arsenal just scored but that's good for my podcast because people feel like they're here
1: uh, you know that we were all questioning if you were actually going to games Anyway, so But that was great. like a punch in the stomach for you. Uh yeah, I mean I would have saved it, but you know, <laughs> Roman Berkeys not, not a bad goalie, huh? Um but yeah, it's it was about I think three or four and then I had one where because of contractual obligations I was on the team but I didn't get to go on the trip and but I still got the bonus. So yes. uh it, it's an incredible weekend. To be honest though, I was talking to Nick Romondo and the other day we both agreed. I think they the MLS does such an incredible job now. They treat the former greats better now at really? the All-Star game than when we were All-Stars. I mean, I mean, it's just been elevated so much these days. That's
0: really, that really warms my heart and it's important to take care of your legacy,
1: yeah, right? I, I mean, I agree. I, like, I think Jamil Northcutt, the player engagement team, um, not a lot of people or fans will ever even hear about that team, but they're doing a ton of underground work just to make sure that, you know, behind the scenes, Guys like myself, Nick Romano, guys that really built this league and oh, hold on.
0: Not another uh, one. They're down then, two zip. It was Leandro Trossard and Gabriel Jesus scored. So it's two zip Arsenal, 24th minute. Yeah. In case you're keeping tabs at home. <laughs>
1: uh, but the guys that laid a foundation for the league, uh, they roll out the red carpet and you know, it, it's amazing. I mean, I was at the Special Olympics, I got to meet President Biden at the White House. I mean, these are things you don't normally do when you're a washed up goalkeeper and uh, you know,
0: what did you say to saying, Biden? What did you say to President Biden? Excuse me.
1: Well, I said, great name. I've got a few ideas for you on how to get things going. And get things yeah, going. yeah, yeah. He said just to call him later. You know, Well,
0: so. I would to say, because I, I, I do this in-stadium presentation in the All-Star game, and I did an interview with Nick Ramondo who played for DC United, won a title in 4 Marco Etcheverry was there and Eddie Pope and uh, these are important players oh. for DC United. Oh. So I popped there and then it's all Arsenal fans here. Yeah. But I said let's hear it for these guys. They won championships yeah. for you. And it went, they got a huge pop. Oh. And Marco Etcheverry got a little emotional and I go, "Man, that's important cuz oh. I know it was 25. Look, we're a baby. We're a baby of a league, but we got we still got to connect to our history because yeah, it got us here because we can't get here without each step.
1: And I think with everything going digital, it's even more important to try to somehow quantify the past because these guys can and it's not just us but almost you know players in every market you, you feel forgotten and honestly i don't think guys need much uh, a sincere you know and genuine thank you and but but the homecoming for nick and eddie and, and marco i mean those guys were dc united i mean there's there's no question about it the screaming eagles i mean i think there's a bunch of kids named eddie nick and and, and marco so it's, it's an incredible time for them. I'm really happy for them. They get to be a part of this elevated experience at a brand-new stadium that they helped lay the foundation for. And around the league, you're seeing that in all these organizations, and these stadiums are incredible. So it, it's really a testament to Major League Soccer and, and all the new owners that have invested in, in this league.
0: By the way, speaking of owners, you know, Stan Kroenke, you know, some people, you know, <laughs> there's a little defensive. Josh Kroenke, who's like the, you know, the, the, the senior chairperson, I don't know what the sure. exact title. Son of Stan. He came in, and when they introduced him, the place gave him a huge ovation. I was I was preparing like a boo, and it wasn't. Yeah. They were appreciative because, well, Arsenal's doing very well.
1: <laughs> so well, there you go. I, I think like, it's,
0: good for you, Josh Crocky. Uh, I think it's binary with owners. You're either <laughs> loved or you're hate. And, um, you know,
1: I think Arsenal has They're turned well, themselves now into one of the best teams in the world, and Mikel Arteta's just done an amazing job. They had a lot of patience with them, and I think that's what fans really appreciate about that ownership group there's a lot of ownership groups they're looking for short-term answers and and football is is a sport where i think really you reap what you sow and if you're patient and you're doing the right things with the right people great things will come
0: yeah owners i mean look crazy money but you know they (laughs) i like it when they invest they show the love look i I work with brian dunset the owners at rail salt lake are serious that they would spend their money instead of keep you know Keeping it on their body to buy new players, to invigorate their club, to get people excited, to win trophies. Uh, you know, D.C. United who really bottomed out the last few years. You start seeing that a little bit. Uh, I'm trying to think of other. Oh, my Inter Miami, by going after it.
1: <laughs> I mean, just a little bit.
0: I mean, they're gonna. There's gonna be a windfall for Lionel Messi, but doing everything in their power to build that relationship and sell him on the fact of coming to MLS. That's.
1: That's a labor of love, and they were able to pull it off. I think it's local ownership groups that have a passion for their communities, you know, match with owners that have a lot of knowledge. Uh Uh-oh. Arsenal's kind of all over at All Stars. But they have this knowledge, and they've also brought knowledge from other sports and other businesses, and they've made MLS truly one of the most innovative leagues in the world. Um, But the biggest thing they're doing is they're invigorating, not like you said, just the clubs, but their communities. You know yeah. they're growing their brand, they're building out their social content, and, and they're turning, you know, what was just sleepy soccer teams when I played sometimes, into these really essential community organizations that are just integrated and, and so integral to everything uh, those communities are about, and making that positive impact. And that's the best thing. I was at Special Olympics today. I saw it firsthand. It's it's just an amazing, amazing time to be a
0: part of major league so soccer. It's amazing. It works out. I, call, I when you were playing for the Galaxy. I was the broadcaster there and I remember going to some of these sleepy towns. It was, <laughs> they, you'd go there know, and you'd be that like. That like, year they all
1: woke. You're like, yeah, back, yeah. Was supposed to come correct. With us. Yes. It was crazy. And, you that know. was a
0: breakthrough, yeah.
1: But it's even a testament to a guy like Max Brados. I mean. Oh, you know, wow. Yeah. Who's you know, really relied on all looks, you know, his correct. whole career. And now I'm just happy you're pivoting to a bit more personality. You know? I got a really, really good like six pack too. So, so I so. take
0: a few buttons off and it well, opens a couple I, I, doors. Yeah, and the Stop biceps, out. Too. And so the the biceps, biceps out. too.
1: Well, you know, I just was a little bummed you were wearing pants tonight. But <laughs> other than that, this All-Star game has been fantastic. Hey,
0: did uh, Was the David Beckham experience? Uh, I mean, we don't know what this Messi thing This Messi thing is through the roof. Yeah. But obviously, at the time, that seemed like it would never be able to happen. Much like Lionel Messi coming to MLS. What was it like being in the middle of all that, you know, hullabaloo?
1: Yeah, I, I think, you know... You know, I'm able now to look back and kind of see, and as you know, and a lot of people know, I'm, I'm ve- I was very good friends with Landon Donovan. And, you know, it was a very interesting transition because Landon was really the face of the LA Galaxy. He did so much when he came back and, um, you know, had to give up his captaincy and all that. And what it did in the beginning was really put a huge mirror and made ev- everything exponentially that much more important. So. The locker room at the time just didn't not have the foundation, so it exploited a lot of weaknesses within our culture, and and it took them about a year until Bruce came um, to really kind of put everything together. And, and and honestly, Beckham was just bigger than life. You know, we had three, four. You would come to practice, and you know everyone can know everybody by first name. The first day of David, the day before Chelsea. I mean, we had the entire global media out at our practice. I mean, similar to Messi the other day, and. We just weren't ready for it. It was bigger than anything we ever thought, and really now it's laid the fruits for Enter Miami's acquisition. Um, and honestly, but it, it was hard because you know before you're going to parties with you know <laughs> Greg Bodecker, Jim Smith, and you know, and now it's you know you get a postcard from Jada pickett Smith,
0: yeah, Will Smith,
1: yeah. Tom Cruise, and Katie Holmes. You realize right then and there you're, you. You've, You've jumped to status, and uh, it, it was interesting. So got to Elton, meet a lot of awesome people. El John yeah, is performing yeah, yeah, at yeah, your barbecue. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, it, it, it's it was it was an amazing time. I mean, literally. I mean, you have literally one of the Spice Girls hanging out with you all the time, and just being a part of the group. And I, I think it took a little while, but fortunately for LA and the league, LA went on to become one of the best franchises, you know, and one of the best teams in history.
0: That's a great answer, by the way. They have a hydration break right now. I know you guys laugh at hydration breaks, but uh, was it important? I mean, I the goalies I've, need them. The goalies certainly <laughs> need them. I remember when MLS All Stars beat games. I remember that Chelsea win. I remember when they beat Bayern Munich. There's was, you know, it's like a badge—the badge of courage—that you say we beat them. I know in the big picture it doesn't mean it, but for the players, when you go in there and you uh, beat a team, it's like—I
1: mean, how does that feel? Uh, I mean. The Chelsea game was one of the, my, the best memories of my life because you literally thought, I mean, it's Jose Marie. I mean, it's, it's a big club. I mean, at that time, you can argue one of their players might have been worth our entire payroll. Yeah. I mean, it was. And, you know, the, the thing that Peter Novak said to the group before that game was there's no miracles in soccer. You just got to go out and work hard. And fortunately, it was super hot in Chicago. I don't think Chelsea wanted to be there at all, yeah. and, well, it's uh, they, today. After and buggy. Dwayne, yeah, and Dwayne scored in the 70th minute, and after he did, they kind of came at us, I made a few big saves, and that will go down as one of my top memories, and really, I mean, we thought we had put him on the map at that point, uh, maybe a small notch compared to these guys named uh, Beckham and Messi, but it, it, honestly, that night was incredible, I think the guys went out, we were all exhausted, but just you know just put a feather in our cap and really made us think that hey um you know probably actually made us think we were better than we were so uh but it was you still remember it it. yeah oh like 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 it was yesterday i mean honestly and the league was really pumped as well you could tell all the people in corporate that were around mls they were blown away because i think up until that time it was really that first moment and they've obviously won a bunch of exhibitions so I like to think, you know, um, we're like Roger Bannister. We were the first ones to do the four-minute mile.
0: Hey man, I can't, we, I, we
1: broke the dam, right? I can't afford these
0: dated references. I'm trying to get a younger audience to. Oh, no problem.
1: Yeah, so, uh, like, you know, it's kind of, uh, I don't know. It's like when TikTok first emerged. Okay, thank you.
0: Thank you. Thank you. For, I appreciate that. Hey, I appreciate that. That's a really good answer because I know there's it's just satisfaction. I remember there was one day where the MLS ML select team played Real Madrid at the Bernabeu, and they remember was like eight, nine, it was... I was watching that on TV. I was like, oh, my God, make it stop. I mean, I'm not saying the All-Stars will beat Real Madrid, but uh, I'm saying it'll be fun. Even though All-Stars are losing this game, they're competitive. They're competing. It's just...
1: Yeah, I mean, it's the talent on the field. I mean, let's be honest. Let's give Arsenal a ton of credit. They're one of the best teams in the world. The guys are individually showcasing them well. This is the first time they've even played on this field outside of... A crossbar challenge, uh, and maybe their, their their league games, and so uh, every year the league is getting better and better. I'm already wondering if I need to buy tickets for next year. Uh, if if Lino Messi is there, I mean, yeah,
0: he's going to be there. They
1: they need to they need, a, they need a to need to combine stadiums to hold that game. So, um, but it, it's crazy to watch. The, obviously, the quality of the teams that MLS is bringing in. I mean, it's a testament to Major League Soccer that they're confident enough yeah. to bring. Quite honestly, one of the top five best teams in the
0: world. Arsenal right now. Yeah, yes, I would absolutely. agree. I would agree. Absolutely. And they just bolstered their roster. By the way, there's a, we're in a mix of a bunch of people. And you mentioned, is Messi going to be in the All-Star game? And I said he's going to be there. And like I swear, five heads turned. Like, what? Do you know something? I don't know anything. Yeah. No, Joe,
1: he's, he's showing up at halftime. He's singing. Okay. So, yeah,
0: Joe, just, you're one of my favorite uh, MLS players, you know, professionals of all time. I just want to let you know that. I'm not saying that because I'm talking to you right now.
1: Yeah, well, Max, you've always been great. You've always called me out. You've always been a great, and I hope you grow your audience. I've now subscribed and followed, yes, got so a new you've subscriber. got at least a plus one. Uh, you want your younger audience? My kids will start listening in as well. So, Thank you hey, very man, much. Yeah, I'll take them good. all. Yeah.
0: Do, what Joe, do what Joe Cannon did and subscribe to the Soccer OG. We'll continue. We'll wrap it all up here from the MLS All-Star Game at Audi Field in Washington, D.C. You can probably hear the game has gone final here at Audi Field. Uh, Arsenal, five. MLS All-Stars, Santa. So, uh, yeah, not great. Not great for the MLS All-Stars. But we don't take too much stock in this, right? I'm going to say this about Arsenal. I'm wrapping up the segment. I hope you enjoyed everything we were able to do here. I wanted to get a few more guests, but... uh, I wanted to make this a little more urgent. We'll have some great guests coming up next week as part of the Soccer OG. Arsenal, before they kicked a ball here today, I looked at this team and what they were able to do in the offseason, in particular Declan Rice, who is going to lock down that midfield. Uh, A couple other pieces there that are going to uh, solidify them. I think they're not done yet either. This is a team that is going to compete at a very high level, more so than last year. Uh, I'm not saying they win the Premier League, but they're gonna be there until the very end, top two or three positions. They are going to be there. They are going to be uh, in the Champions League. I think they're a top five, top 10 club overall. I think they're going to be, uh, I would say a Champions League semi possibly. I mean that's a I mean that's a goal that they could certainly achieve. This is a very good team. I like them a lot and they're gonna be older and wiser over the next uh, next few months. So keep an eye on them. They are legit. I wouldn't have said that last year. I'd say that now this year as it applies to this team. I'm here in center field. I'm see if I can grab somebody before it's too long. Everyone's kinda of converging, having a chit chat. It's nice. I have access everywhere. I should use it a little bit more. Arsenal's going to be legit. This is what we can say about Major League Soccer. The momentum is unlike any time, and I would not have said it prior to you. The, uh, the momentum is uh, like anything we've ever seen, not just because Lionel Messi is here, not just because this incredible Apple TV deal, not because of this League's Cup competition, which is going to be... Uh, at the very least interesting it could be enormous right it could be a massive success depending on the teams that get through There are gonna be some good games there's gonna be some not so good games can you hear these arsenal fans there was twenty thousand here completely fooled for Audi Field. it was four to nothing five nothing but nobody left nobody left the field they're still here there's about ten thousand people still here the game ended three four minutes ago no one's like rushing to the field whatsoever so uh... very cool with regards to what happened here it's a good all-star week and i think we're seeing elite club in arsenal and a very very i mean a, a team that's getting older i'm looking at Bukayo saka getting the uh, man of the match Man, those are some nice goals but this is very impressive Uh, from what we've seen at Arsenal. Just roaming the field here. Roaming the fields. See if we can talk to anybody. I don't need to talk to anyone. I enjoyed it. So I'm off to Portland coming up soon. Thanks for tuning in on Soccer OG. I'll post anything on social media if I get there after this. Joining you from Audi Field in Washington Z for another successful All-Star week. I talked to some of the English press up there. They like to make fun of us here in the United States, but screw them. Because you know what? We do it a different way, just like they do it differently in Argentina, just like they do it differently in Brazil, just like they do it differently in Sweden, just like they do it differently in Australia, just like they do it differently in Korea. We do it differently too. It's our game. And I love the fact that we have stuff that other people don't have, including the all-star week, all-star game, skills competition. And as I said earlier, the Arsenal players enjoyed it. They certainly enjoyed it. So hats off to what we do in the United States and be proud of it. We gotta stick together. The Soccer OG, rate, review, download, subscribe. Check out the Soccer OG on YouTube under my name, Max Bretos, for all the latest. Uh, topics of ju- de jour. We had a good one about the Gold Cup. We'll have some good stuff coming up as well. Until I see you again, my friends, Palacio Domingo!